how to make the anointing work. You know, we can be sitting here. We can all be sitting here. And we can all be praying. And you wonder why you have been praying for some time, but it is not working. What is not working, it is not your prayer. It is actually your anointing. Your anointing can work or your anointing cannot. Now in Mark 9, just let's go to Mark chapter 9 quickly and verse 29. I just want to help you to put your anointing to start working for you. And I will share with you 20, 21 taps of anointing. How many? 21 taps. In a few minutes, I just want you to know which anointing do you carry. It is important for you to know the anointing you have and how to put it into function. How to put your anointing into function. How can I cause results? Because it is all about knowing how to cause results. Now, you cannot cause results if you do not even know the level and the type of anointing that you're operating with. So wherever you are, I want just want to uh, uh, share with you for a few minutes about the anointing you carry. I want you to know about it. This is the anointing you carry. And I also speak something to do with marriages and families. There are people who are watching me now and they are so confused on, in relationships, in marriages. Some are already married, but they are confused. Some are having a lot of complications and implications. And a lot of things are going on. And some need deliverance in their relationship, others in their marriage, others they are single. And then in God's intervention. In Mark chapter 9, verse 29, we read a very peculiar statement. All right? Now, the Bible says what? I want you to read together. One, two, three, go read. Okay. Verse, next verse. The Bible then says, And they departed thence and passed through Galilee. And he would know that any man should know it. Okay, now that's very important. Now verse 30 uh, 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 speaks of how he left. Now 31. For he told his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. Next scripture. But they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask him. Jesus speaks of a particular spirit that would not come out by anything, but only by the means of prayer and fasting. Okay? Then he lives in a way that he does not want people to know where he's going. Okay? From verse 27, God from verse 27. We see something there. The Bible actually says, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. In verse 28, and when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast 
the devil out. Why could we not do it? Now, we may have somebody here who has been saying, I've been praying for marital breakthrough, or I've been praying for this problem to come out of my way, but the problem is not coming out. So, so if it is not coming out, there must be a problem, a mistake somewhere. Now, what is the problem and what could be the mistake? Now, Jesus says, this kind could not come out. He says, it can only come out by prayer and by fasting. Why? I want to show you this. Why prayer and fasting? What do they do to you? What do they create to you? The answer is so simple. They activate the anointing in you. Now, I, I did mention before, uh, for those of you who were watching last service, I did mention to say anointing is very important. You cannot do anything without the anointing. In Acts 1 verse 8, the Bible says, all right, in Acts 1 verse 8, the Bible says, but you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. In Acts 1.8. It says. You shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in Judea. And in Samaria. And at most part of the earth. It says you shall receive power. Uh, and I told you the word power there comes from the word dunamis. An ability to function. An ability, the ability to cause a change. It says you shall only receive it when the Holy Ghost has come on you, not in you. Oh. Am I talking to somebody here? There is a difference when the Holy Ghost is in you and when the Holy Ghost is on you. When he is in you, it is for your salvation. It is for you to pray. He causes you. In, in Romans 8 verse 26, the spirit also helps us to pray. As weak as we are, we do not know how to pray. The spirit helps us. All right? That is uh, when he is in you. But when he is on you, he says, when he comes on you, you shall receive power. The word power there is the word dunamis. Which means ability to cause a change. Now, if you are praying for your career and there is no change in it, it means your career or your prayer is lacking power. An ability to cause a change in your career. No, I'm not talking to somebody here. If you're praying for your marriage and there is no change in it, it means that there is power lacking. To cause a change you deserve or you desire. So Jesus says you will not go into ministry. Ah. He is telling his disciples. He says you will not start anything until power comes on you. So the word power there is the word dunamis which is the anointing. Anointing it is what causes the change. The word anointing. The anointing it is the what causes the change. The workability. Of the spirit of God. The working. The workmanship. The power. It is the activity. 
So when you are there as a believer, what differentiates us? It is the level of power we carry. The level of energy. Energy. The level of what? Energy. So what I can cause and what you can cause are too different. It is because we differ in power. I may be laughing with this man here, joking with him here, but you may, the only difference could be what? Energy. So the Bible says the disciples of Jesus tried to command a demon to come out and they could not. And when Jesus came, he didn't even command it out. He just looked at it and the demon came out. And the disciples, 12 of them, they had tried to command that demon the whole day and they could not. So they privately asked him, not in public. There are things we ask in private. So, so they said, eh, we tried the whole day. So they were there in the name of Jesus, out the whole day. They were even sweating. And the demon could not what? Come out. Jesus just came there and the demon left. So they asked. They said, what was a problem? So Jesus answers them. He says, the problem was anointing. He says, this kind could not come out by anything. But by prayer and fasting. Why? Because prayer activates. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm trying to say to you? The Bible says, and Jesus went into the desert to fast for 40 days and nights and to pray. When he came out of that fasting, the first statement he made in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, the first statement he made was what? The spirit of the Lord is on me. What is that? When the Holy Ghost is on a person, what is that? That's anointing. Let me say something to you. The biggest problem we have today, it is not Christians failing to receive from God. It is Christians being lazy. They want to just receive things from, from a silver platter. We don't invest in learning, in sitting down. To understand how God works. We want to get things by how we think. Not by how God knows. That's a problem of many. So we have people like, oh, I just want a miracle. God is not a magician. He does not work because somebody went somewhere to concert. He doesn't work like that. He works because there is this faith in you. And the knowledge inside of you. You know exactly how to get it. So when you're sitting there, when you're sitting there, God wants you to have his anointing. Because it is the anointing of the Spirit of God that will begin to cause changes around you. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. It is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that will begin to cause what? Changes. You will never have a change. You're going to pray for the change and you will never see the change. Until you get out of the sake of religion and begin to pursue things like the anointing. 
when the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes on you, changes. You see, Jesus didn't even say out. Just by looking, there was power, there was change, there was ability. So you can be sitting in there like this, um, I'm praying for this to happen, and it won't happen until you realize you need the ability to cause that change. And that ability is the anointing. So there are 21 types of anointing. Oh, like a bracaduja. Are you hear what I'm saying? Now let's start this first. Okay? Now let's go to 1 John chapter 2. All right? Let's start from verse 24. All right, let's read verse 24, and we're going to also read verse 27. Now let's read verse 24. In 1 John chapter 2. All right? Let that therefore abide in you. Let this thing stay in you. What thing? Which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and the Father. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you shall continue with the Son and with the Father. Now, let's continue reading. Then the Bible says what? And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Okay, let's go ahead with the six. These things have I written unto you concerning them. That seduce you. What things? Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. The anointing abides in you. This anointing is not on you. It is where? This anointing, where is it here? What is it for? When the spirit is in you, it's for what? It's for your what? It is for your own salvation. It is for your own spiritual life. It is not to cause changes. It says this anointing abides in you. It says what? And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you, all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. So when the anointing is in you, it is for him to teach you things. To give you direction. To show you what is right, what is wrong. To help you, to uphold you when the anointing is in you. But when he is on you, it is for change. The change you need, you need this rush of the spirit to come on you. Quickly, let me just list down 21 things. Somebody said 21 things. Speak louder. 21 things. To know tonight. Say louder. 21 things to know tonight. And these things that you'll be knowing tonight are called 21 types of anointing. How many types? So, number one I want to share with you is we have people who uh, are into ministry, okay? When you see people, men of God, doing ministry, it looks like the anointing is only for preachers. It looks like anointing is only for men of God. No, actually. In fact, there are only seven anointings for men of God. 
and the rest 14 are for the members. Are you following? The rest, the 14 types of anointing, it is not, it is not for ministry. It is for you to cause changes. Now, let's just start with this. So let's start with the ministry ones. I'll just list them out. Uh, seven of them. Okay, so, so we have what we call number one. We have what we call the apostolic anointing, uh, which is Galatians 1, verse 1 to 19. Two, we have prophetic anointing. Prophetic anointing, you can actually check in Acts 21, verse 10 to 15. We have evangelism anointing. Acts 8, verse 5 to 14. The teaching anointing. Acts 8, verse 24 to 28. Uh, pastoral anointing. 1 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 7. We have the preaching anointing, Acts 20, verse 7 to 12. We have anointing for music, 1 Samuel 18, verse 10 to 12. Now, these are ministerial anointings. The ones I just gave you now are ministerial anointings, okay? And we have these anointings. For ministry, for, for, for prophecy, special anointing for prophecy. There's a special, I've given you the scriptures. Because of time, I want to be able to explain to you, but I just want to, uh, I just want to give you first to give you an understanding. So there's an anointing for one to preach, an anointing for one to be a prophet, an anointing. So these are types of anointing for music. Special anointing. Ever, you can be very nice musician. I once explained this in Pretoria. You see, the devil was a musician. He was a very good singer, probably more than any musician you know in your church. He was the best singer to a level where heaven sat down and, and chose him to be the chief of music. Because of his voice. If you're a musician in church and you didn't rebel, you didn't start doing some crazy stuff, you need to really thank God and you need to pray more that the enemy must not have access to you. Because that's his department. He has access to it. He was in there. He knows how to do it. Now, so, if you read the Bible even further, you even see how the Bible says, you were anointed cherub. The devil was anointed to sin. There was a special anointing on him to sin. So, if you're a musician, get this out. You need a special anointing for your music. Otherwise, no matter how nice you sing, 
it will just be useless. You need special anointing for music. There's a special anointing for a prophet. There are so many prophets. Most, most prophets operate from a gift. And that's where they make a mistake. What is said from a gift and what is said from anointing? They are two different things. Are you following what I'm saying? So we have apostolic. We have those people who operate from just the calling of an apostle. But not from the anointing of an apostle. There's a special anointing from an apostle. There are those who operate from a calling of a pastor. But there's a special anointing for pastoral. So if, you are an, if you're a pastor and you're operating from the anointing, what does that mean? It means that you have an ability to cause changes in your ministry. If you're an apostle, you have got an anointing. What does that mean? It means you have an ability to cause what? Changes. If you're a prophet and you're operating from the anointing, it means you have an ability to cause changes. Nobody can understand you. You, you can change events at any moment. And this is where a lot of men of God fell. Let's go to number eight. Number eight? Number eight, isn't it? We have what is called creativity anointing. Somebody say creativity. Say creativity anointing. What does creativity anointing do? So this is not for men of God now. No. This is an anointing that falls on the congregants. Where the congregation, some people begin to tap into this anointing. And they begin to be so creative. Ah, are you here? They become what? All of a sudden, they begin to see things differently. They begin to come up with ideas that no one has ever had those ideas before. Exodus 31. Let's go from verse 1. Quickly. Exodus. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, verse 2. See, I have called by name Bezareel, the son of Uri, the son of Har. Of the tribe of Judah. See, I have called. Did you hear that statement? God called a man by the name Bezalel. God called him. Gave him a special anointing. Listen to this. This man was in the congregation of Moses. Moses didn't even know him. There were thousands of people that Moses was reading out of Egypt. Are you following? Are you following? There were how many people? So many people, and Moses didn't even know this man. So God had to give a description of who this man is in the congregation. Whose father, whose son. So God gave the description to Moses. I have anointed this man to do what? Now read the scripture there. Then the Bible says, And I have filled him with the spirit of God. Can you imagine? That's anointing. In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. 
But you won't understand the scripture until I give you New Living Translation. Now, in the New Living Translation, I want you to hear this. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. Can you imagine God putting his spirit on a congregant to have an ability in understanding, in knowledge, not on pulpits? No, am I talking to somebody here? Not for pulpits, but just to have this ability of knowing things in all level of crafts. This man was so creative. Now, let's see the, 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 the following scripture. He is a master. Who, how many are connecting tonight? How many are saying, I'm connecting to business creativity? How many are saying, I'm, co I'm connecting to knowledge creativity? Look what the Bible says. It says what? It says, he is a master. Some of us will be a master in what I do. See what the Bible says. It says he's a master, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. The reason why we have nobody in the church nowadays who is an expert in gold, who is an expert in diamonds, because the church is not crying for such anointing. This man became an expert in minerals, in diamonds, in mining, because he had an anointing over his head. I decree an anointing over somebody. No, I receive. I decree a special anointing. Creativity anointing. A special anointing over somebody's life. Somebody shall receive that anointing. So, the reason why we, we, we will still remember that so many people poor in church is because they are not crying to God for this anointing. Can you imagine out of 500,000 people, can you imagine out of 1 million people or 10,000 people or 5,000 people, only one man, God says, I have anointed him to have access to God, to have access to silver. So it is not just puppet. There are people God can give them an anointing to have access to wealth, access to creativity. Are you following? I'm praying in the name of Jesus. God of Mejawan. You make a way where there's no way. Every God is like, what are you talking about? Because for me to make a way for the people of Israel in the desert, they, I had to tell Moses to do something. God said, raise up your hand. He said, what is in your hand? He said, stick. What is in your hand? At least there must be a business. God said it. What is in your hand? Because if there is nothing in your hand, God won't use it. So Moses said, I have got a rod. He said, uh -huh. what you have in your hand, raise it up. When he raised it up, a way was made. What is in your hand? 
So when you see me, when I say, when I'm praying for you on, uh, on, every time, when I say, take your documents, raise them up. I'm not crazy. I know God wants people to have something in their hand that they can what? They can raise up for a way to be made. So we have those people who have nothing to raise all the time. So what is in your hand? So you need the anointing for creativity. Somebody say anointing for creativity. Say loud and clear, I want to hear you. Now let's go to number nine. The way people are going to start have, having ideas after tonight. Some of you now, already as I'm talking now, ideas are coming. It is an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let me show you something. Can I go ahead? 